the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. The Brewers makes the catch, dives ahead, is he in? Yes, and your biggest heartbreaks. For the first time in program history, Charlotte beats a Power 5 opponent. Club lit indeed. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The Smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. College football is here. Team Week continues. Charlotte 49ers, the featured program of the week. Time to dive into some offensive conversation. You can text in if you're a 49er fan, or I guess if you're a Salty Pirate fan, like, well, Salty Pirate is doing because he's talking about ECU. He said, what? No AAC Media Day news now that UNCC High School is in? What? OMG, I can't believe you're talking about it. You guys going to G Vegas to watch the Pirates spank UNCC? Okay, Salty Pirate, that's fine, but we're coming, okay? Biff Pogey, he's laughing at you. He's spanking the podium, telling you we're going to be out there on the football field winning football games, baby. That's what Biff Pogey is about to do with this program. Man, look, I, I, I've got a lot of hatred for NC State fans. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if East Carolina's athletic department was worth my time hating... I would hate their fan base even more. More than NC State. Oh, yeah, because, well, these are basically just uh, NC State relatives. That's the PG version of what I think uh, ECU fans are compared to state fans. Um, like, like ECU grads are the type that were they, – they couldn't even get into NC State. So they become a fan of East Carolina, and they sit here and talk crap. Dude, I hope Biff Pogey takes this three yards in a cloud of dust offense up there, and they just – I mean, they wear – them out like Michael Orr when he drug that when he when he drove that guy out of the football field that's what I want them to do to East Carolina make them quit uh, Michael S'more if you want to go back to our first segment talking about what Bryce Young is eating on his 22nd birthday happy birthday to one Bryce Young so any conversation that starts with the offense it usually has to start with the quarterback conversation it's actually an area that the 49ers have been pretty good in the last couple of years I think Chris Reynolds is the most important football player in Charlotte's young history as a football team. What Chris Reynolds has done, despite having a ton of guys come in and try to take that job away from him, it's been impressive. Will Healy comes over as the head coach after Brad Lambert. He recruits Chris Reynolds. Reynolds couldn't get an offer really anywhere else, so he stays here. He, he comes to Charlotte and then doesn't transfer out at any point. So he's here for a long time. And despite having James Foster transfer to the program, despite having even Evan Sheriff, somebody that played at Miami, Brett Keen, somebody that played at South Florida, or Foster, as I mentioned, being a four-star, that previously played for Texas A&M. Fiddy, all the man did was continue to start games as long as he was healthy. Now, granted, availability was a little bit of a problem, but as long as he was healthy, he was absolutely the best quarterback that this program has ever had. 26 touchdowns, 9 interceptions in 2021, 22 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions in 2022. We can go back to their first ever bowl game when Chris Reynolds did an outstanding job, especially in the last half of the season. Alex Atkins was their offensive coordinator. Alex Atkins did more for this team than maybe, honestly, any other coach has ever done. Like, that guy was an absolute stud of a play caller that would eventually go to Florida State, coach their offensive line, and then eventually be in charge of their offense as well. 
but he actually utilized the legs of one Chris Reynolds where he was rushing for damn near 100 yards every single game in the second half or even the last quarter of the season. And that's what allowed them to have a seven win year. It's not been as successful. They've had plenty of wide receiver talent too, Fitty, but it does seem like they're going to undergo a fundamental change on the offensive side of the football. Same thing defensively. We'll get to that tomorrow. But offensively, where you have their strengths coming at the wide receiver position, having guys like Victor Tucker, having guys like Michaelis Elder, at least when he was here, they've had a lot of talent. Grant DeBose, he's playing in the NFL right now. Hopefully he gets a roster spot. It's more so of the whole cloud of dust thing you were rolling with. They're going to run the football. They've had running back talent before. Yeah. But I think what they're going to do is put a concerted effort towards running the football, controlling the time of possession as much as they possibly can. And Jalen Jones, the odds on favorite, the transfer from Bethune Cook, the senior he looks like the guy that is going to take over after you saw James Foster transfer you saw Xavier Williams who actually had a nice moment last year he transfers Jalen Jones is going to be your starting QB and it's going to be a running football team Fitty. yeah I mean I think that the, here's the thing right like you can line up and, and run the ball the way that Biff wants to run the ball when you got the the offensive line and the running back talent you had at Michigan where Blake Corum and, and Haskins like the, 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 a great one-two combo you don't have that same type of talent here at Charlotte. So, like, for me, it, it, it really, it all starts up front. Like, if they could control the line of scrimmage, then I, I could very much see this this being a successful type of office that you're wanting to try to run. As a college football fan, we live in the era where we see, I mean, even Alabama runs a no-huddle, up-tempo, spread offense. Do, is this going to be fun for you to watch? Like, will it be different for you to watch where you're seeing a team go back to basically saying, we're going to run the ball 35, 40 times a game, really shorten the game? It is not the NFL, and therefore you can run the ball a million times and still win football games. And you can put importance on the running back position. There is no salary cap that you have within college football. So it's totally fine to run the football a ton and that be your identity. The offensive line, I hope, is going to be a lot better this year. I expect Biff Pogey and that staff to have them playing a lot better. Another thing I'll point to with Atkins, as I mentioned, he goes to Florida State to be the offensive line coach. Yep. Well, the play declined after he left. And, and it's not coincidental that Florida State becomes yeah. what they I become. Fitty, think about how awful that offensive line was in Florida State for so many years. And then <laughs> Atkins goes down there, also with the help of Mike Norvell, to give him some credit, too, for helping Tallahassee get back to what there is, uh, what is their rich history as a football school. But Alex Atkins helping that, yeah, like watching all of that unfold, you can tell what you had here just in your own backyard. Hopefully we can get back to that, and I do think that is going to happen within the coming years. I like their running back talent, as I've mentioned. Shadrick Bird, Siobhan McKeatron, they could each rush for over 1,000 yards this season. They also can catch a little bit out of the backfield. So I wonder, even if we go more so to the wide receiver strength that you've had the last couple of seasons, and Victor Tucker, Grant DeBose, guys that have mentioned there, Elijah Spencer, now transferring plays for Minnesota now and I expect to actually contribute you've had some good history at the running back spot I mentioned Khalif Phillips a dog loved watching him play at Charlotte Betty LeMay uh, one of the best players within that program too I mean and, and we can remember one of the best preseason hits ever from Benny LeMay when he was playing for the Indianapolis Colts. You have some talent here in Shadrick Bird and Siobhan McEachern. I got a weird Benny LeMay story you might you might like. Ooh, let's hear it. There was one time I was playing. It was old NCAA 14, but, you know, with certain stuff, you could get Charlotte onto the video game, right? 
I um <clears throat> I won the Heisman with him as I took Charlotte to the national championship. Fantastic. So, but no, you're right. You know, it's going to be interesting to see just this philosophical change from a pass happy. But how much of that also was the fact that like you had to score 35, 40 points a night. Because you were giving up last year 39 points per game. So I think that's going to be the, the interesting thing is how long can they stick to this philosophy? If they're as improved defensively as Biff Pogey has stated they're going to be, like he's gone on record and said we're going to be a top 15 defense in the country, then I think you can play this style of football. But what happens if you get in a game and you get down 14 nothing, or it's 17-3 to in the middle of the second quarter? I think that's going to be the thing is because at Michigan you can still play that style. And you can still stick to your guns. I don't know if they have enough talent, enough depth to do that. And it's going to be interesting to see, can they stay true to who they want to be? Or, you know, will the scoreboard kind of uh, impact the way they want to play? Yeah, I'm not. I think you'll be able to have this identity and be strong with it. Sam DeMann got mad at me on the text line. He's saying that I didn't answer any questions. Maybe you were the one that asked me, are you laughing at this because I didn't answer your question? I mean, I'm just laughing that he said that you were babbling. And, you know, that that was just a little harsh. I mean, I did ask you, are you excited to see the offense? And I think you said, yeah, like, because, I mean, I think the thing is, is that, like, as much as we love watching offensive football, I mean, I love seeing 45, 50 points a game week in, week out. There's something to be said for teams that play this way, and win this way because I still think you can win playing, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. But but the thing is, too, you're, you're right. You're you're acting like running the football means you're not an offensive team. In college football, you can put a boatload of points on the scoreboard by being a run first team. This mm-hmm. is the NFL. It's different, right? When you think about explosive offenses or teams that score a ton of points, you do think of the fantastic quarterback. You think of the wide receiver talent. You think of the air raid type of thing. In college football, you can put a lot of points on the board by just running the hell out of it and that's exactly what Biff Pogey unapologetically so is going to do with Jalen Jones at quarterback I do wonder if they're going to start to run the quarterback position a little more because the reason I tried to set up the combo the way I did with Chris Reynolds Alex Atkins having a successful unit when he was rushing for close to 100 yards per game they got away from that after Atkins went to Florida State so after you moved on to a different offensive coordinator, Will Healy had his fingerprints a little more so on the offense. They started to get away from the quarterback actually rushing the football. That's what I'm excited to see. Yeah, we have the running back talent. Hopefully the offensive line is better. But I'm excited to see if Jalen Jones is going to be somebody that has a decent amount of rushing yards at the end of this season, too. Because also in college football, when you have multiple running threats in the backfield, it's really hard to stop. And then you can exploit some bad not so disciplined defenses at the collegiate level that you see every Saturday. Yeah, no. So I think it's going to be inter- really interesting to see kind of how this thing this thing comes together. But when you look at all the transfers and stuff like that, the way that that, that Biff has recruited the offensive side of the ball as well, it's not going to be the offense that you you're used to seeing every Saturday when you watch 12 hours of college football. But I think he's going to get the dudes here that that you need to have. A, you know, they're going to be difference makers at the line of scrimmage. You're going to difference makers at the backfield, at the at the wide receiver position. If you find someone adequate to replace Chris Reynolds, who's been at the school for a decade, I think you can see an offense that can let them be competitive in year one. So here's Jalen Jones' stats last year at Bethune-Cookman. Played in 11 games in 2022. Completed 188 of 321 passes. That's good for about a 59% completion percentage for 2,300 yards. That works to about 207 yards a game. Only threw for 14 touchdown passes, seven interceptions. Here's the rushing attack. 
ran for 574 yards total, five touchdowns. So that is going to be a part of it. I would imagine that Jalen Jones, being the guy that Biff Pogey is rolling with, I do think that the rushing attack from the QB spot, it is going to be more plentiful, fruitful, instead of what we got from Chris Reynolds the last couple of years. I was asking for it. I wanted to see that because they were so effective a few years ago. I think they will get back to that with Jalen Jones. We do have some people writing in AC on the text line. In addition to running the ball, Charlotte has to figure out a way to stop the run, which they could not do last year both sides of the line it has to be better no doubt about it and we will talk about the defense tomorrow because there is a lot of work to do on that side of the ball offense wasn't great last season but defensively that's clearly the biggest weakness in their arsenal that'll do it for the offensive breakdown for the charlotte 49ers 